0: Hi, I am Fala Shade Anousie, welcome to the SNC Podcast, a podcast helping to unravel the inherently complex world of music, arts, and entertainment through insightful discussions with Nigerian artists, creatives, lawyers, music, and business executives. On this episode, we're talking effective communication. Why effective communication, you might ask? Well, I believe that it is important because we're all witnessing the increased spotlight that a lot of artists, artist managers, media and entertainment entrepreneurs, creators, and music executives are receiving globally. As such, effective communication must be a vital part of our arsenal as we strive to achieve success in and with our various endeavors and careers. So I spoke to Adenrisola Adeyemi, a diction coach based in Nigeria, about diction, elocution, and public speaking. Adenrisola graduated from the Obafemi Awolowo University, Ile-Ife, with a degree in English language. She's also a presenter, voiceover artist, content developer, and face model. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you find it useful, do share it with a friend. And feel free to rate us on Apple Podcast. Better still, you can tag us or leave a comment on our social media platforms, which is at T-H-E-S-N-C Podcast. Hello, Adairi Sola.
1: Hi, Shadi. Did, did you prepare
0: to call you Adairi Sola or Derry? Anyone, anyone. Okay. Hi Derry. <laughs> hi, <laughs> welcome hi Shadi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you it's doing? A
1: pleasure to be here. Very well, thank you. And you?
0: I'm good. I'm happy to have you here. Sure, I'm yes. happy because part of me is selfish because I think you're gonna be helping me walk through some of my issues. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to our conversation. It's fine. Now, before we start, I'm going to confess, and I think I've already mentioned that to you, that I'm a very fast talker. Okay. So during the course of our conversation, right? If I start speaking really fast, <laughs> I want you to say Hi, Shade. Shade. <laughs> And then I remember to slow down, do you? <laughs>
1: an interesting
0: cue, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just say, hi, Shadela. Like, okay, 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 all right, okay, cool. Okay, okay. okay. So, um, besides the obvious information that we have about you online, which mm-hmm. is that you are a diction and elocution coach, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into soon. You are also a voiceover artist. Yes, I am. You are a digital and communication strategist. Yes, I am. And you're a banker. Uh, well, <laughs> You work not at
1: a, professionally. Not professionally? Yeah, so I'm in the marketing and corporate communications department. Yeah, so. So you
0: work at a bank?
1: Yes, regardless. I work in a bank. Yes, but you're not, a, I'm banker. not exactly a banker. Okay, so you
0: work at a bank. Yes. Now, besides all that information, okay. what were you like as a child and what was it like growing up in your family?
1: Hmm. So I'd say I wasn't one of those um, children who, when you ask them, oh, what do you want to be in future? And they're like, today, I want to be a doctor. And then you ask them the next day, and they're I want to be a lawyer Nah, I've always, always, always wanted to be a broadcaster. Now, uh-huh. this table actually reminds me of what I used to do as a child. So mm-hmm. my, my, my dad used to buy newspapers every day, like every day until he passed. Uh-huh. So you'd see that immediately I saw this book, and I saw Bimbo Day. I went... I know her yeah. channels yeah. like, like i don't know any broadcaster that i do not know like i grew up watching tv listening to the radio and then i had newspapers so what i used to do growing up as a child was when i was the only one at home after school i would just go to our dining table at the time there were no teleprompters do you understand so i would um, there's this woman on um, AIT News, Jiré Colacofredi. So mm-hmm. I watch her so much. Like I used to imitate her. So i will just get my newspapers, and because there were no teleprompters, I'd get a plain sheet of paper, um, mm-hmm. write out some stories from newspaper mm-hmm. into the plain paper, put look for a container on the uh, put it on the table, and um, get a um, screwdriver. That is my microphone. Wow. And then I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be reading really the news yeah. to myself. Like no, I'll be, oh, hi everyone, welcome to AIT News uh, My name is for Akuffo.
0: <laughs> Have you met her?
1: Yes, I interned. I interned. Oh, yes, true. I interned with AIT at some point after nyc and i was like yeah i really imitated yeah no that's you know i think that
0: a lot of times when you hear people who have dreams and goals Mm. i keep on saying that that it starts from a young age and even though you may maybe put it on the back burner for a while those foundations those experiences Mm. really
1: I don't know. Yes. yeah they
0: really do and then you yes. look at, you're like oh wow I remember like look at you saying that you used to imitate her right yes. and then you actually yes. got to work with her yes. so that's that's super yes. that's super <laughs> awesome what about your family you come from a family of how many kids
1: what three girls oh. I'm the first of three girls oh, yes my cool. dad is lazy, and my mom my mom's a nurse okay yes that's yes. great
0: yes. so what were your parents like
1: my parents okay so my dad was the introvert And so it was just a perfect blend. My mom, the extroverted um, person, the strict, no-nonsense person. My dad was a liberal person. So that, yeah, yeah, there was this balance.
0: What about your siblings?
1: My siblings... they're good. They're
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what led to your interest in diction and elocution? Because like you said, you wanted to become a broadcaster, uh, yeah. which hopefully, yeah. knock on wood, we'll see how that's going to happen. And then when you become successful, you say, oh, I remember when I came on Shadi's Point. <laughs> don't worry. <it's laughs> exactly. Don't worry. <laughs> so what led to your interest in diction and elocution?
1: Okay. So remember I mentioned, so it's going to be like a continuation of um, my growing up. I'd say, okay, so let me just chip in here that parents, parents have, they might not know, most parents might not know, but they have about the strongest influence on their children. I just said that I grew up around newspapers, like, <laughs> till the day, <laughs> till the day my dad had an accident and passed, my dad mm. actually went to get a newspaper.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, wow. Well.
1: Do you understand? Yeah. So I, I grew up around newspapers and I would consume them. I would, I would, should I say, I recognized all of the writers, all of the Toyosi, Ogusha and, and co. Such so that even, I remember there was this time. Oh, I'm not digressing.
0: No, it's fine. No, I want to know this. That's what I'm asking
1: you. <laughs> I remember there was this time. So coincidentally, I don't want to say, I don't even, I don't know whether to say it was a coincidence. I also work with the media team. In um, in the bank that I work with mm. media and external relations, yeah. so that, there was a time where we had to um, we had to interface with some of these media people, and I just went, oh my god, I know you, I used to read your story, oh, I know you. That's great. <laughs> I would mention their names. I'd mention. I said, okay, where is two years? Oh, two She's not with the BBC. Oh, 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 this person. Oh, I know you. You're a photojournalist. Yes, mm. like oh, I know you, Kemi, Kemi, Kemi Achefon. I used to read your story going I'm um, growing up. Oh, you have your own platform now. Like,
0: That's awesome. And I'll
1: just go. Oh,
0: I, <laughs> was it be, so that interest in newspapers, before I yes. even get into it, was that because you saw your dad reading that and your mom? Um, Or you just, for whatever reason, you just loved reading the newspapers?
1: I'd say because I was exposed to okay. them okay. at a young age.
0: Age. So you'd see your parents reading the papers.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And watching TV, um, watching the news, analyzing the news. So my interest in dictionary elocution, your your question. So I observed because I, I already picked an interest in broadcasting. If there was anything I observed with all of the people I watched and listened to, it was that they spoke well. They spoke like very well without any funny accent without trying to imitate anyone without there was no interference there was no um cultural interference you couldn't tell whether the casta was a yoruba or was um from Ibom or any part of nigeria i really 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 admired that yeah. and then i got to what there was something i used to so i had a, um, an exercise book where if i heard a different pronunciation from what I was used to, I'd write it down and check my dictionary and be oh, it's not interesting mm-hmm. like most people say. It's interesting. interesting. I'd hear baby say protein and I'd be hmm? it's not protein. Okay, let me check let me, yeah. check, let me check, and I'll check my dictionary. I, I, I heard it's so funny that I know these people I know who taught me what. That's awesome. Like, I know who taught me what. I, I'd listen to Bukala Sami with more of um, TVC and I'd hear say say um, special advisor to the president. Oh, advisor, president. It's not president and it's not advisor. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd write it down. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I wanted to be an excellent broadcaster.
0: In school, were you, what was your favorite? One of your favorite classes is it oral English or literature and English?
1: So school like university, Second, yeah,
0: university, secondary school, primary school. Okay,
1: secondary school, of course, English language. Okay, I wasn't good with figures. Oh my God, <laughs> no, I just you know, I, <gasps> one one of the. <laughs> it's
0: fine. <laughs> it's very bad. I
1: could have an A, like even. Get a prize yeah. in English language and then have an E and F in words. Yeah, no. So I just feel like
0: oral. You know, I, I as when I was preparing to interview you, yes. I, I, whenever I'm preparing to interview guests, I just like always think about things that came back from maybe my past and when I was younger. Not saying I'm like super old, but anyway, that's not like here, not there. And I thought about oral English and how sometimes we blow that off when we're in secondary school. Like, oh, this person is pronouncing even like the word pronunciation mm. it's not pronunciation mm.
1: and for the, yeah it's
0: you know so i just think that oral english has a role to play yes, in how it, does. it, well, it actually of,
1: does and it's just so funny because when we were in secondary school i when we we're in secondary school we just it, it was like a part of english language where we just wanted to skip like we all just yes. did a b c number one a mm-hmm. number two be like we went really we didn't really master those sounds mm-hmm. even me but the thing with me was i knew there was a goal broadcasting okay so what could take me there so that was the yeah like interest for me and so when i got into EFA as well um phonetic and phonology was where i used to get my a's and yeah all that. that's
0: that so it was
1: like a natural area of Mm-hmm.
0: And before we get into the core of our conversation, yeah. for people who are listening and who are watching, I think that's important to stress that the reason why I have you here is that for people in the media industry and entertainment, a lot of us are going to be speaking publicly mm. and presenting your ideas, pitching your, oh, what's this, what is this project about? What is this story important. about? Exactly. Services. And I'm sure you would agree that effective speaking and communication has a role to play in how successful you are. Now more to- than ever. Exactly right especially with the whole afro beats of the world Mm -hmm. um people are getting more exposure internationally so i'm really glad to have you here and i'm I'm ready to dive into our conversation yes so you are a diction and elocution coach yes i am what does that mean for someone who's listening or watching
1: okay so my role simply put as a diction and elocution coach is to help you speak right speak right not speak with an accent. Speak right. Like yeah. there's a standard. My role is to help you speak very well. Speak right. Yes.
0: Okay. Simply put. And we're going to, we're even, you're, you're kind of moving ahead to one of my questions, but the whole accent thing. There's this, <laughs> we have this thing whereby people think that having an accent, Means speaking right. Mm-mm. What does it even, you know, before you go, what does it even mean to speak right in your own books as a diction and elocution coach?
1: Okay, so the standard for speaking right is the British English.
0: Who made this the rule? Because we're colonized by the British?
1: In Nigeria. No, we know. We were colonized by the british so mm-hmm. we speak british english here so let me let me let me also state that english language for us in nigeria is our national language because some people might just say because i hear this a lot who english <laughs> like can it put? F-? yes of course it can put food on your table mm-hmm. it can determine whether you get that job or you do not true story i have a friend who is also an elocution coach and communication trainer. I hope I can quickly Yeah, no no, in. yes, yes, yes. Okay, who's also a communications trainer and and um, elocution coach. So what she does, she works with a tech company. Like true story, I was there. She works with this tech company and you know how you know how it is when you are going to be recruited and the speaking test is the last stage and her colleague was, this person cannot get it. He cannot read. I mean, this says, strictly speaking, he's reading, speaking strictly. What is the, like, it was, it it was, they kept having this back and forth, back and forth with the HR guy, because apparently, he knew his onions. He was good at the, he passed everything techie in the interview stage, but Mm -hmm. when he got to the Final stage, the speaking test.
0: Could it be that the person had dyslexia or has dyslexia?
1: It could be, it could be. But for the reason why, for, for this conversation, the reason why her colleague was this person cannot get in was because at the end of the day, this is was supposed to vet those coming in, and these tech company communicates with, they have foreign clients that they communicate with. So those people get feedback from time to time that we cannot hear what it is your your guys are saying. And also that's why my colleague and, or rather my friend and her colleague take the pain to train these people. However, when they're coming in, they want to minimize like the stress and everything that they have to go through when eventually they start to train. Do you understand? Because I hear a lot of people say, oh it's not important English language is not my mother tongue oh wow that's another one that, yeah that I hear very frequently so people need to move from that mindset because everything starts in the mind if you don't think that it is important I, I I I when when you know I was speaking to that conversation I could only imagine what would be going through the mind of that guy if he got to hear that you know you won't be getting this job just because. It's not because I don't have the technical capabilities or capabilities. It's just because you, I mean, you cannot
0: speak, speak well. well. Kind of goes back to one of the points that you made about children. Mm-hmm. When you, your parents, like you have the power to influence, influence. the lives yes. of your children. Yes. And when you see your child struggling in a particular area or maybe whether that whether that's speaking or math like you said numbers (laughs) you get them the proper um i guess support yeah exactly but i mean i think it's fair to acknowledge that everybody doesn't have access to these resources but hopefully by the end of our conversation people can know that they can contact you if they need help in these areas yes okay now my second question is a lot of times we hear comments of nigerians jam our words together mm. we don't we swallow our words mm. can you speak about what that even means when you you swallow your words or you jam your words together
1: okay so there's something called enunciation which simply means pronouncing every phoneme like every sound in each word so in this part of the world we're guilty of literally throwing away the final sounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you understand? So and it doesn't make for effective communication. So but it is something that can be that can be worked on. You can become a deliberate speaker. So the same thing I tell my students when they come to class, it's it's a place to you've come to learn. So you have to be open minded. That's like the foundation that i lay in every class every lecture i i i I want to read them of whatever it is that they've believed oh english language is difficult or it's um it's not my mother tongue all of that i i want to just so if you're open-minded there is really nothing that you cannot learn or acquire it's never too late to Work on anything. You can take tongue twisters. You can read. Um, I mean, get a book. Read out loud. It really, really, really helps okay. yeah, to improve speech defects. Okay. So
0: that wraps up our discussion on diction and elocution okay. and how they impact or influence our ability to speak or communicate effectively. Yeah. Now, let's go on to what's Nigeria. We talked about that Nigerian schools brief- briefly. What Nigerian schools are doing mm. or can do to ensure that they are preparing their students for the future in terms of specifically how to communicate effectively. Because a lot of times we hear nowadays that with schools, which goes back to one of your comments Mm -hmm. about the focus is now on Everybody wants to have an accent, Mm. but the goal is not having an accent. So you cannot communicate. So can you talk about what schools can do or what they're doing that you have heard or that you know, I don't know what secondary school you went to. Exactly. Talk about what schools can do to ensure that their students are being prepared appropriately
1: for the future. So I think that things have improved compared to when we were growing up. I just had an English teacher I did not have, and I didn't have any teacher to particularly teach elocution or public speaking or anything. Growing up, I was extremely shy no, shy is not the word, I was timid. Mm. But Why? I do not know, I cannot even looking back, I, I cannot even say that oh, this was the reason I'm an introvert, yes, but so I know that most of the people who have. These issues are introverts. They have so much inside of them, and but then they're so, you know, mm-hmm. they tend to keep to themselves at all. However, things have changed. Things have really changed. So I'd say that a lot of um, school owners are putting a conscious effort into getting elocution coaches or teachers. For their students because they can't see the importance. However, um, or in addition, I'd say that parents as well, because I've had parents reach out to me to say, "Oh, I'd uh, love my 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 children to take public speaking." Classes, not even just diction and elocution classes. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So even parents are becoming more intentional. I did not have that. Mm. I did not have that. A lot of us didn't have that growing up. And generally, I'd say that yes, schools are becoming more. But I think it's more of the private schools.
0: Yeah, because yeah, because you you they see the, the yeah all, right yeah because you see the lack of resources with public, public schools, schools and you wonder how. Because this this, this concept, yes, gap. there's a huge gap, right? <sighs> and I wonder how. Hopefully, I'm putting that out, putting that out there into the universe. Mm. Hopefully, the Lagos State Government mm. can contact diction coaches like you and elocution coaches, and that can be so yes, yes, so
1: that they can. <sighs> is there anything I say? The aim of our courses is to help people get their confidence back it contributes, whether you like it or yes. Because, take for instance, you have um, you have a competition, say, by the British Council, and you have this very bright student from a public school, and you also have another one from a private school, a Ajeboga school. Ajeboga? Yes. An Ajeboga <laughs> school in court. And the child goes... And here's, goes for the competition and here's the way the other contestant is speaking mm-hmm. and is wondering, why do I not sound like this? Not, not basically sound or why can't I speak like this? Mm-hmm. And is wondering. So even if the person is very, or even if he or she knows what he or she wants to say, looking at um, other students, he might just get destabilized and be, uh no, look at he might just take a look at it himself and be, I don't think I'm yeah. good enough and all of that. So it actually contributes to the, the the kind of individuals that we are raising in the society. So it's not it's not government really needs to do more. Yeah. They need to contribute, they need to put in more effort into making our educational system better yeah it's not it's not it's not magic that you have a school like covenant university you have covenant university and you hear that they have the most employable graduates in africa it's no joke and that is just because of the investment i studied english language and i never set eyes on uh what's it called language laboratory wow do you understand yeah so all of these all of these things that i know it's just because it is something that i am passionate yeah. about so, so you took I the exa- yeah you were intentional exactly train myself yeah. Yeah. so but generally speaking i think i got many to
0: and for anyone who's listening or watching i think that's important to, a great example is this maybe you're from the hood or wherever it is and you say i want to blow mm. now you can blow in nigeria mm. Right, away, mm-hmm. and you can get away with speaking pidgin English in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. When you now start saying, let's not even go to,
1: you might not even get away with it in all in in all the circles, in, right?
0: But uh, let's just assume that that's will, like, your
1: audience will be limited. Yes,
0: but let's just say the person wants. To, let's just say that in Nigeria, yeah. right, okay, everybody that understands pidgin English. Mm-hmm. You now go to Ghana you go to Ghana, Kenya, and then you really want to become an international superstar, mm-hmm. there are different platforms and mediums that are going to require you to come on their platforms and speak about your projects, your partnerships. They want to sign you as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot even, I'm a, that's why I'm saying that Pigeon English is It's good to have pidgin English because sure, you're able sure. to connect with your people. Sure, sure. But if you want to become different an international areas. superstar, yes. you need to have the skills to be able to communicate as an international superstar, yes. which is why i believe diction and elocution is so important, important. because someone will say waiting. in like you said who english help right exactly. who yeah it's true because people are successful with that english language but i think sometimes you can see how not you spe-
1: put your best foot
0: yeah how not can. speaking properly can mm. limit how well you're able to and but your I,
1: access to certain
0: access that access yeah. hey that access is so important one other question i wanted to ask you is are the problems that some of us have with speaking, are they connected to how we write or how well we write or how, no, how bad we write? Because you can make the argument that if you write properly in some way, shape or form, that helps you become a better speaker. Would you agree or disagree that our writing has a role to play in our ability to communicate verbally?
1: So I, I, I believe that they are connected. Mm-hmm. They're very connected. So most of the time, we write the way we speak. So if you do not speak well, there's every probability that you would write, I was a girl. Or I want to eat rice. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Because that is how basically we think before we speak or even write. So it is you cannot give what you don't have. Some already, yeah. It's so
0: they are connected. Yeah, because I, w- I was also just thinking about it from a perspective of someone who has dyslexia. The people who have dyslexia and they speak so well, mm. but their ability to read and mm. write is is they have a problem with that. So would you now say that that person is not a great speaker? That person is a great speaker, but, but cannot exactly uh, cannot write. Go ahead.
1: Um. Okay. So that's a medical. Problem, but I I I think I'm not speaking yes. from the medical. Yes, you're speaking generally. Yes, generally.
0: Okay. What about books? Do you think that books, reading books, helps us become better speakers? Because you mentioned newspapers. I. Whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. Because before we came, when I was saying, I was telling you that there are people who read and they read well, and when they are communicating with you. That's also baby grammar, then they blow. They cannot just communicate to you on a basic level that anybody can understand. Mm. So how can someone who says, oh, I read lots of books, but when it comes to communicating your, your goals, your visions, your ideas, your... Your audience ba- your, is lost. Exactly.
1: So there's something called social linguistics in English language. And don't worry, it's not big grammar. <laughs> basically, social, social environment and language. So it's basically the connection between your environment and language so um i give an example <laughs> when i was on this um, instagram live with this communications and branding expert if i williams i was when you go to wing market for instance and you go there and you say good morning ma'am could you please give me habanero Pepe? i'm is- Habana pepe. Hey joy joy. Cool wajumi. Teba mara nikera. Teba mara ta nikera. Teba ni ra joy cool wajumi. You want to say habana pepe. You want batarodo. Eh he. But when you say atarodo, they understand. It it doesn't take anything away from you. You mm-hmm. want to communicate. You need something. So it's just basically knowing your audience and knowing the language to speak time. I'm not I cannot say that my pigeon is a hundred, but I can try maybe on a fifty. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm required to speak pigeon so that I can guess what it is I want to get mm-hmm. I mean it just makes sense that mm-hmm. I speak Pidgin. Mm-hmm. My Yoruba is just as good as I'm just as proficient in English language as I just am in um in Yoruba. So if I have to go to the market and, and, and speak Yoruba just so that so the the, the the point here is basically your audience communication. When you focus on your audience, not on you know, because you want them to think that
0: Yes Mark. I am
1: a professor. Mm. Yeah, I am this, I am that, nah, 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 nah. It's the you want to communicate. You want a connection to your audience. And maybe I should chip this in. I was taught in school that proficiency in your first language makes for a proficiency, or makes acquisition of a second or third language mm-hmm. even easier. Because there are some people who think I just said that I speak pigeon on not Temisa's yes. kind of level. The answer, not the worry kind of pigeon, but I can if the situation warrants. Do you understand? So it's not, and I speak Yoruba as well. So your mother tongue would even help acquisition of another language. It doesn't interfere at all. And then children between the ages of two speak every language that you can speak. Good enough if you are, if maybe you have, maybe you're a couple and you're, um, you have an intertribal marriage and this one uh, maybe the husband is yoruba and the wife is igbo speak yoruba to the children speak igbo they will understand, understand. Okay. yes it doesn't affect the acquisition of english language at all good
0: now um you just mentioned children mm. and parents speaking yoruba hausa igbo to them whatever so that they so that they're able to be proficient Absolutely. in these languages yes. exactly yes. now a lot of children who not even just children, young adults as well, they, maybe they go to good schools or they go to decent schools mm-hmm. and they speak properly because their parents have made place an emphasis, right, is. exactly. But they get teased and bullied and to yes. fit in because, you know, your peer pressure, you want to fit in and not be too uptight. You start speaking horribly or you start incorporating slangs into your, your um, everyday speaking. What would you tell those children and tell those parents to help their children stay on course?
1: You don't have to fit in.
0: That's easy. That's easy for us to say now.
1: No, it's not aspire to perspire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not aspire to perspire. Because I say, my colleagues know me. So I say something and they're like, really? So it's not It's not interesting. It's interesting. Yes, it's interesting. Because that's 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 how that's how I want to speak. So there's this should I say automatic programming that I've, that I've put in place in my head. It's only if I don't know. If I know that, that OF, for instance, is of, not off. I won't say off again. The moment I know that it is not, that OF is of, not off. That's the last time I'll say off. So you have to, it's a thing of the mind. Right from time I've being a shame, I say shameless person? You can laugh. Mm-hmm. Laugh. Laugh for all you want. Yeah. But as long as I know you're doing anything wrong. And you get guess what? Over time they'll join you. They will join you. Because the students are making jest of you. When it's time for a spelling bee competition, when it's time to represent your school in a literary and debating competition. They won't pick your friend. They'll pick you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so stay the course.
0: Exactly. Difficult and challenging as yeah, it will be. But then
1: you can. You can. Because trust me, eventually, when they see that you keep getting better, they'll join you.
0: So it talks about diction, elocution, yes. books. So and how, yes, everything. exactly. And how that impacts how well we speak. Yes. Now let's talk about, let's kind of go back to the issue of Nigerian speaking fast. So a lot of us in Nigeria, we speak very fast. And there are some of us who speak fast and we want to slow down our pace. What would you tell those people? What what tips would you provide to those people who want to slow down how, well they, how fast they
1: speak? Take tongue twisters.
0: And tongue twisters are what for those who may not know?
1: Tongue twisters are a string of words that have... Most of the time, they use what we call alliterations. They might or they might use and they might not use um, alliteration. Alliterations are like um, using the same consonant, beginning with the same consonant sound. So there's this thread with tongue twisters. There's a common sound. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. peppers. So the dominant sound is p. p-. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So if you maybe have issues with the sound you can with guidance take this tongue there are loads and loads on dictionary daring we have tongue twister tuesdays so and one of the things that it helps that tongue twisters help to do is open the vocal cords they help to open the vocal cords and remember i mentioned reading out loud so you have to open your mouth. Peter Piper picked. So it's not necessarily about the speed. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Because there's a goal. So Peter Piper picked a peck. Remember, enunciation too. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to pronounce every sound. Mm-hmm. So you can take tongue twisters and pick books and read them out loud to okay. yourself.
0: Now those are for people who speak fast and want to slow down. Yes. For people like us, <laughs> I include myself, who speak fast and somehow they feel like all hope is lost in how in maybe how they can slow down their pace. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them to ensure that you can still speak fast, but you are still communicating concisely and intentionally, particularly when it comes to, enunciation and stressing those words what what would you tell those people who fall into that category of i speak fast, and i and i keep on getting comments that i I can't hear what you are saying because you are going 180 miles per hour (laughs) obviously per second
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i'd say first of all like i said The foundation for all of my courses is that I I, I tell my students, it's a matter of the mind. If you're open-minded, you can, anything at all can be worked on. It's not all hope is not lost as it were. You can be or you can become a deliberate speaker. Remember, so in public speaking, the goal shouldn't be or the focus shouldn't be on you as the speaker. Because you just said that sometimes You get feedback or other people, people who speak fast generally get feedback that people cannot hear what it is they're saying. So if you are a speaker at a webinar or a conference and you'd feel bad at the end when you get feedback that um, your audience couldn't hear a word of what you were saying. So it's feedback. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. And make your next presentation better yeah. than the previous. Do
0: you think that pauses have a role to play for people who speak really fast? Like incorporating
1: pauses? Yes. In your head. Yes. One, two, three seconds. And being conscious about it. That's why I said being a deliberate speaker. Practice. 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 Oh, I tell my students use your folks
0: yeah
1: they are loved ones they want you to grow so you tell them oh i have a presentation i have a press briefing i have i have this pitch can i have 20 minutes of your time i mean get your siblings get your parents in the living room and present to them do a role play let them act like your audience Mm -hmm. or like the company to which you're pitching and Exactly. Or oh, you don't have anyone around you. Maybe stay alone. Get your mirror.
0: Yeah.
1: It's easier these days. Get your phone. Yeah. Yes. Get your phone to you, practice. Yeah. Even, practice, for, yeah.
0: Practice. Even for artists that I may mean, go on Instagram live. That's mm. one thing, you know. Tr- practice that mm. first before yes, you talk before about. going exactly. live. That, yes. That's really helpful. Yes, yes, now, yes. Let's go on to public speaking, which you kind of just touched on. Okay. So public speaking, a lot of us have been called to speak publicly. Mm-hmm. Some of us are going to be called to speak publicly. Mm-hmm. And some of us, we speak publicly because that is the profession that we're in. Yes. Whether you are a government official, whether you're a broadcaster, whatever it is, even when you're a teacher, we're talking about that, that sometimes people think that teachers are not speaking publicly, but they of are. Of course they are. Okay. Now, why is it important to be a good public speaker? Because for example, someone, let's who can I use an, as an example? Let's say someone who is a chef says that I only work within the confines of a hotel, or I work within the confines of someone's home, and I'm not speaking publicly to people. So why do I need to learn how to be a good public speaker? How would you respond to that?
1: Okay, so basically the relationship or the connection between public speaking and our daily lives. You just gave the instance of a teacher. You communicate with about an average class in Nigeria has about say thirty students
0: for private
1: for private. Public, we have more. Public battalion 60, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 70, 100 in Mm -hmm. some cases. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? I mean, what could be more? You say public school, you have 100 people in class, and you say, that's not public. You have 60, you have 30. So teachers are another another, um, major influence. Because you know how children, you know how it is with children, how it is where they're like sponges they hear their teachers say something and it sticks. You've heard how it is where parents will tell their children something and they'll be, no, my teacher said it's not this, it's not A, it is B. So that is like a fantastic example on its own already. Because you have, remember that public, so public speaking, so maybe where we should start is, public speaking is is not just, it's not until you get to a TEDx, yes, a TEDx stage, as long as you have to interact with people. Remember that I I, I kept mentioning that it's not about you. It's It's about your audience. You mentioned the chef you think that your job is just within the four walls of a hotel, but you have to speak to people. I just gave an instance of the guy who, I don't know if he later got the job, but as, at the time I was there, he wasn't looking like he was going to get it because he was going to be communicating with foreign clients and the organization didn't want a, they didn't want a case where they would get feedback Of, oh, we cannot hear what your staff are saying. And also that is why it is very, 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 like very, very important. It's not until these days now we've had loads and loads or we still have. People are going on Instagram lives. We have um, loads and loads of Zoom
0: yeah, meetings. especially for people. people in the, in exactly, yeah, especially for people in the entertainment industry now. Everything's like not every, not not that every everything. Mm-hmm. The entire world is online, online, but particularly within the entertainment industry, we have people who are having to move their album releases online. Mm-hmm. They're having to communicate with their fans, ask answer questions, yes. have live sessions. Yes. And if you're able to speak and communicate properly with your fans and with the audience, it makes a huge difference. Of it compared is. to someone who is just. As they say, winging it or mm. just doesn't care okay, about attention. how to... Exactly. Now, what should public speakers do and not do? So you're speaking publicly. What should you do? I know that there are lots of things that you shouldn't do, but if you could just mention like three things that you should not do and do.
1: Okay. So three things that you should do. I already emphasized one. Make your audience your priority. It would even tell in the way that you prepare for your presentation it would reflect because you would go all the way. You would have asked yourself possible questions. Oh, what could be this? What could be this? So that when they throw those questions at you, you already have answers them. Mm-hmm. So secondly, I'd also say prepare for your presentation. Um which goes back to using your family or friends. Yes, to yes, to practice. Practice is one of your presentation, whether you have to use slides or your lines, your line to make sure that you know what it is that you want to talk about. And in a related manner, pick a subject matter that it is you're comfortable with. You don't have to accept every speaking engagement. If it is something that you're not knowledgeable at, you can politely decline. And
0: for artists, know your projects in and out. Mm. Know your team. Yes. Know the people that are behind the exactly. scenes. Exactly.
1: And then know your audience. Yes. Know your audience. Yes. Ask a lot of questions. Oh, what is the demography? What um what is the are they parents? Do they have children? Are they career? People do they um, do they occupy like management? that they C-suite in the organization? Just know themselves. So it would help in your preparation. You know the sort of examples to give. Are they children? So you don't talk over their heads. So you know the kind of examples to give with cartoons, Sophia the First, and the, mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. So all of those. Then what not to do? Do not. Um, do not go into your presentation without preparing. It is very important that you prepare. And when I say prepare, especially if it's a physical event, you should get to your venue, say, 30 minutes before before your presentation. Walk on the stage, take a walk, and then test test the mic, test your clicker, if you have to walk into the stage, if you have to like walk, uh, did I say to the stage, walk into the audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, speak to the technical team. Okay. Is this mic? What is the, 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 how does it work? Soundtrack. Exactly. Much. Does it, thank you very much. Does it allow me to walk or should I just stay on the stage? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, your appearance. You don't want to wear anything distracting. You don't want to. Remember?
0: Unless you're an artist, though, I mean, unless you're an artist, unless you're maybe an, I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say. Because an yes. artist, you can wear whatever you want. Yes. But even when you're going to pitch, you're going to partnerships, partnerships with people. You have with to brand. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: With, if for instance, oh, so I think I'm more focused on the corporate. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's 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 oh the reason why I have these examples. So you want to pitch to a brand and all. Oh, you want to be wearing blings and um, all of that. You would. I mean, do your research about the brand. Know their brand colours. could even if it's if it's blue, you could show up in a blue suit. Yeah. So they know that oh this dude has actually done his research yeah. and um, all of that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, this so is, don't do yes. those are the things that you say don't do. Yes. Okay. To kinda of wrap up before we go on to our fun random questions. Okay. This is where you come in, you for people who have all these problems with diction and elocution, whatever issues you have speaking, They can contact you and you have workshops that you do. Now are these workshops open to people of a specific age or it cuts across whatever age, for example, if it's a parent, can they bring their eight year old child or are you inclusive of children, young adults, corporate people, entertainers, artists, people in the entertainment industry?
1: Anyone basically, as long as you are open minded. So I have this example. I don't have a magic wand. When I help people get rid of H factor, for instance, it's not like I have a magic powder that I give to you and I say, okay, when you swallow this,
0: it's going to go away.
1: All of your H factor will disappear. No, as long as you're willing to learn mm-hmm. it's open so, to any uh, oh, yeah. anybody at all
0: and um some of your classes can be tailored to people to individual problems that people have right it's sure, just sure, it's not just so sure. gonna-
1: i have um classes from time to time dictionary classes i have um get rid of age factor classes i also hold personalized classes for um people who do not want the general classes so yeah okay
0: and how can they get in
1: touch with you um, you can send me an email dictionwithdaring at gmail.com or just follow me on social media Diction Diction with, Diction with Daring. Okay. Diction with Daring. send me a DM
0: okay now final question Daring before we go on to the fun random questions okay. what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about working with coaches to improve their speaking because I just talked about you know some mom say do I really need to contact Daring I can just you know but what yeah because a lot of times I feel like people really think that Great speakers are born Mm. as opposed to knowing that great speakers are made. This is you being intentional to say, I have, even if you don't have a problem area, I just want to be a better speaker. So what misconceptions do you think that people have about working with a coach to be a better speaker?
1: So I think one major misconception is that they think that coaches are frauds. They just want to swindle them or I can get everything online. Mm -hmm. I can Google it. I can do this. I can do that. So take my Get read of H Factor course, for instance. After the theory, most of the time I have like a two-week follow-up session mm-hmm. with each of them. And it involves them sending me recordings that I vet. And then I say, no, it's not this. It's this. So it's actually hard work. And because I know I know that my reputation is at stake, I do not want so. I put in everything it is to get the desired result. So I think that it is that um, people think, oh, they can get it online, or that people just want to swindle, swindle them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. which is not true. Which is, which is not yeah. true. And I think that this
0: is a—it's not like a great time, but this, but this downtime that we have in the mm-hmm. world and the economy think that this is a great time for people to pay attention to problem areas that they have yes. and improve them yes and better
1: f- position exactly them. Ex-
0: better position yourself yes, for yes. the opportunities, opportunities that you're eyeing yes. that you want so if you're an artist and you struggle with communicating with people or communicating with your fans or whomever whether it's a brand people say oh they, you, it seems like you're not really um up to date on what you should be doing, mm-hmm. this is the time for you to hone those skills yes. so that when those opportunities present themselves, you're ready to go. You're as opposed to as opposed to trying to rush when you I say, Oh,
1: Jerry, come and walk. Or oh, you always get someone to represent you
0: yes or when you
1: can actually exactly or foreign
0: foreign news station contacts you hmm. you know and you're not ready to go hmm. because you can't communicate hmm. properly hmm. okay hmm. now let's go the on the
1: opportunities that we're
0: exactly about. now let's go on to the fun random questions are you ready yes i am okay my first question is which of the following makes you cringe the most okay the options are my names are pisa or oil. Hey, go do, go, do, go.
1: <laughs> So I think my names are. Hmm. My names are. And I'm like, you bear all of these names. You cannot identify with all of these names. So my name is Ademisola Taiwo Ademi. Not my mm, names.
0: My names are. My names are. <laughs> Can I just say? I, I read this question to my mom. <laughs> I told her which word. She said that, but I about the record, oil is right. <laughs> she, yeah. said, she said oil oh, yeah, is not, it's not oil. It's you're coming to America. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she should tell Jeremy that it's oil. Oh, yeah. Please, don't pick oil. <laughs> All right. Second question is, what are two informal words or phrases that you are trying to get rid of from your vocabulary?
1: I'd say not exactly slangs. I'm not... Remember I said that there's a programming in my head? Yes. Yes, which over time I've worked on. And for the records, there was a time, you know how Facebook reminds you of... Ha- Five years Face- ago. Oh my God, you just go on Facebook and you're like, seven years ago, I used to abbreviate. And now I'm an evangelist. Oh no, you must write in full. Yes. You must write in full because you're sending that mail to your MD or to your chairman and your... um. What, what is the most common? See, I don't even have those examples mm-hmm. anymore. But at a, there was a point in my life where I used to abbreviate, yeah. but not anymore. So for now, I'd say, and I'm consciously working on it, not necessarily slangs, feelers. Mm. feelers. We didn't talk about that, ums, yes, right? Yes, yes, How can we get um's, rid of those uh, um's? ums? Just being conscious. Just being conscious. So when you're trying to get rid of something, it doesn't mean that it won't... Still be there. Do you understand? It, it, it doesn't mean that it won't sneak in a number of times. It's just, oh, I said it. It's fine. i am be more conscious next and time. And if
0: someone wants to work with you on that, you can also help them with exactly. that as well. Exactly. Great. Third, okay, before I go into to my third question. Is this right? And also? Because and and also, aren't they the same?
1: Yes. Um... Conjunction.
0: Yeah. Yes. So wh- wh- why do a lot of us, I noticed even for myself, I sometimes hear myself say and also, but I'm like, and is, it's, 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 uh, a connector. It, yeah, it's, what, why, how, what? I don't know. So stop saying and also. <laughs> oh, and the other one is, what about and all that? I'm sorry, that just, that drives me crazy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it came from in Nigeria, but I know that a lot of times people, when they're saying, a sen, completing the sentence, sentence and they end with and all that Mm -hmm. what does that mean can they say, and so on? And
1: so on, ETC. Yeah.
0: Basically. Was, I don't know, that and all that. It's just, it's just like every egg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> third question. It's
1: because you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 use and also, and I'm like, I need to stop using that. But that and all that, it's, it's, I feel like it's problematic because you hear a lot of people speak and, and all that just permeates every aspect of Obvious these. sentence. Like, why are you saying that? Don't say, and so on. do say say so on. Okay. Third question. Fill in the blank. With the artist of your choice. Okay. This week, I listened to music from Dash Artist the
1: Most. Hmm. This week. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do a lot of music this week. I don't know. The, what about the week before? The week before. Maverick City. Oh, are they, what where are they from? The US. Okay. Um, it's a gospel band. Okay. Yeah. So I listened to Promises. Yes. Maverick City.
0: Okay, great. Fourth question. I hope you really know this. Last person I'm going to mention. Okay. You are a communication strategist.
1: Okay.
0: Of these three female TV characters, who would you choose to work with? The options are Olivia Pope, Jessica Pearson, or Mary Jane. Mm. You know Mary Jane, right?
1: No, I don't. I was about to
0: say. So Mary, um, Gabrielle Union has this, had this show called Being Mary Jane. She was a broadcaster, and that was the character. Being she,
1: Mary Jane. Yeah. Is it
0: a series? Yeah, it was a series, but I think it's it's ended. No, it's I think it, it has ended. I I yeah. Heard. Heard. It was on BET. Okay, I think I heard so I don't know any of these. Oh uh, um Olivia Pope scandal? You know the TV show scandal? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Alright, it's fine. Okay. No worries, we'll we'll skip those. Okay. Final question. Okay. What are two things that you'd love to do once social distancing ends? Oh
1: my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. As introverted as I am. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to resumption at the office. Mm. I want to see my people. colleagues. Yes, I want to see people. And then another thing I'm looking forward to doing is hanging out with my friends. Like mm. outdoor. I tell you, most of my weekends I'm I'm at home. But right now, I'm I think this has taught me to be more even more open to yeah hanging out yeah i cannot wait to hang out with
0: my friends yeah okay <laughs> I, I think that's one of the downsides of the um coronavirus, coronavirus. and social distancing yes, is that yes. even for people who are not so who are not who are introverted yes, like you said yes. you just realize that you miss being around people, people right miss getting your nails done miss playing with children <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time, Derry. It's been
1: and my pleasure. Thank
0: you to our listeners as well. It doesn't
1: well. feel like we were it felt like we were just doing I told doing.
0: you. See, do you see? So am I, am, I, am I right? Yes, you are. I told you. I told you.
1: I doesn't feel like we were just recording. Yes, practice.
0: exactly. And thank you to our listeners as well. If you want to follow Derry, you can follow her on Derry. Instagram at Diction, Diction with Derry. Derry. So that's D I. D i c t i o n w i t h d e r i n diction with Darren and um, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friend yes. or you can share share it on social media and yes. tag us. We we'll yes. definitely like, interact. With <laughs> the interact with that Darren. Yes. Any last words about public speaking, diction, elocution?
1: Do everything. Do everything you can to put your best foot forward every time you get the opportunity diction and elocution is one thing that can position you for those opportunities that you want to get that's yeah. really good advice <laughs> let's
0: all continue to stay safe and yes, listen to, and yes. make sure that please we incorporate dairy yeah, advice yeah, yeah, <laughs> into yeah, our lives please, yeah. bye everyone this episode is produced and edited by me for Shade shade audio engineer for this episode is john akinola Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast on AudioMac, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for SNC Podcast, which is one word. Also, check us out at SNC Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for listening.